What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Oh Dear Podcast. I am Brett Rabel, joined as usual by the usual suspects. That's bad writing. I used usual twice. Nicholas J. Whitmer and Christian Henrico Duran. <laughs> Henrico? What a name. The Henrico stands for Henrages. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm looking at Christian and... Listen, Wits, Wits, uh, your celebrity lookalike has always been Matt Damon. It always has been. You've always, in fact, you had an early stand-up joke where you would call yourself Fat Damon. Yeah. Which I think you should honestly bring back, not as like one of those core, this is the jokes, but like calling yourself Fat Damon within a larger bit, I think should exist. <laughs> yeah. I, you know who ruined that? Because it's not a good joke. Uh, it's just not. I mean, Matt, it's one of those Matt jokes. Matt Damon you... ruined it? No, uh, you were, yeah, he got fucking fat now, dude. Now he looks, no, um, uh, no, uh, there's two things that ruined it. One is just uh, James Corden called himself fat Damon mm. on his show. So now it's like hack. And then now there's another actor named Jesse Plemons who looks, I look even more like him. So it's like, <laughs> now it's like, if I did that, if I just started doing stand up and I had that like joke that everybody writes when they're like two years in, that sucks about what they look like. I couldn't even say Matt Damon. I'd have to say Jesse Plemons. No, but and Jesse doesn't rhyme with fat. So I mean, what are you gonna do? Jesse Plumpins? I don't know. But uh, it's, yeah, it's bad. But we'll do a rewrite. But hold up, Ple- Jesse Plemons is not like a household name. I know him because I watch too much TV. Christian knows him because Christian is addicted to the television. That's true. And, <laughs> the, like, television. the television. <laughs> the television. The television. I have my my television set. Yes, <laughs> I watch it too much. Real quick, do you ever yeah. do you ever sometimes think like if you do a joke or like let's say you wrote a joke when you first started and then like two years later you see it on TV somewhere and you just go oh wow I had that same joke two years ago. Do you ever go in like conspiracy world and go like man I wonder if someone like some writer two years ago just saw it and it got stuck in their brain. And then two years later, like they put it on TV. Like it just spread. Like you never know. Like maybe an audience member told it to their friend who told it to their friend who told it to a writer. I have. Then, yeah. Or do you I think know. it's just parallel thinking sometimes? I think Dave Chappelle took his entire 846 special. <laughs> <laughs> From on the what record. you said two years ago. <laughs> yeah. He said everything he said in 846 about the George Floyd incident. That was, that was me. No, but uh, do you have something that comes to mind for you? No, not particularly, but just thinking of like that Fat Damon thing. I was like, is that just like, because Whitmer would just go, ah, attack. But like, is it possible that like maybe somebody saw him years ago and was like, Fat Damon driving around their car and they go, Fat Damon. And like maybe they forgot where they heard it. And, and then, then they're like, oh shit. And they're like scrambling for a pen. They pull over. Yeah. And they gave. And God, like, I would have hoped that no one would have to steal that. <laughs> and then How one bad. It's like, come on, dude. It's like one morning. I think it's, it's one of those low hanging fruit things. And, uh, you know, when like, you're really young in comedy or you're um, you do something like a late night show where you don't really care about, you yeah. know, your comedy being anything that's, you know, I don't, I don't know if sophisticated is the right word, but original maybe. Um, Cause those, those shows are supposed to be basically just, you know, they're like, if you, I guarantee you, you know how, when a news, like the AP writes a news story um, and G- Kimmel, I think does a bit on his show about it actually, where like they all read the same headline. Like the, the famous one that went around that went viral was when uh, Mike Myers had a kid. 
and uh, all of the news anchors got the AP news thing that said, you know, had you know Mike Myers had a kid, you know, which brings a whole new meaning to the term, yeah, baby, because of Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. And basically, Kim will cut together like fifty-five local news people in the small <laughs> towns doing that exact same joke, and then grinning like they wrote it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's kind of like how those late night shows kind of are because all those monologue jokes are just math problems that you plug in. And very rarely do you ever hear one where you're like, oh, that's good. So Fat Damon is kind of like a, a version of that joke where it's it's a pun, which I hate anyway. And it's also a one syllable rhyme like Matt and Fat, like, duh. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> no, not. But it's, that's why it's genius. It's not <laughs> genius. It's bad. It's bad. This is this is this is where our political uh, dichotomy is, is I got to go in the complete inverse direction as far as possible and not just say, oh, I liked it. I thought it was funny, but go. Dude, it's genius <laughs> <laughs> to get us to center. <laughs> I like to think that like somebody, like one of the writers heard it years ago and it's stuck in his head. And then one morning James Corden comes in and he's like, you guys haven't written shit. Like <laughs> one, one of you guys better write something good or you're fired. And then he's like, ah, fucking Fat Damon. And he's like, all right, you get to stay. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait, who are you? Uh, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm just a PA. You're, you're a writer now. <laughs> That's hilarious. And in that case, I would feel really happy that my joke kept that guy employed. Yeah, <laughs> my terrible joke. Here's so I got so can I tell you who I real I just realized as I'm looking at the Skype who Christian celebrity lookalike is. Oh yeah yeah yeah. What is it? Uh, I can't imagine this isn't going to be insulting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already called me Jesse Plummins or whatever yeah. the fuck that was. So. <laughs> He's going to say like Ru- RuPaul with the <laughs> without the wig. RuPaul if he wasn't a drag. Yeah. <laughs> Just Ronald Paul, who works at Best Buy. This is a very good one. Christian is Puerto Rican Stanley Tucci. (laughs) (laughs) Or Dominican Dominican Stanley Tucci. You are, man. You wear a lot of those, like, you have that salt and pepper beard, Mm -hmm. bald head. I just need glasses. You just need glasses, and you already have a slightly, you know, effeminate gay kind of accent. So... (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You put glasses on. Yeah. So yeah, Christian is that. That is your celebrity look like, and I think it's accurate. Oh dear. Nice. Brother, you just you just eating yogurt? Nope. I had one bite and then I realized it's super rude to do that on a podcast, so that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just yogurt. But you know yogurt, what? Huh? Isn't yogurt kind of gross? Um, we all eat it. I mean, it's fine. You know, I eat it, but it's kind of weird. My roommate and I went dumpster diving about a week back and, um, you found, yeah, there was just a ton of yogurt in the, in these garbage bags. We just took them all. And, you know, we've slowly been whittling into our enormous yogurt supply. So why were they, I mean, we're like the sell by dates expired <laughs> like what what well not completely some of them hadn't they were all expiring that day but the great thing about yogurt is it lasts for many weeks after its sell by date that's true um that's interesting so when you said you and your roommate were dumpster diving is this is this a oh, yeah, I heard thing about you this. two just do you guys just we did it do we, 
she's done it before and i was like you know what i've never done that let's do it and so it sounds like something you would like that's so funny that you you if i had to guess of all the people i know if i had to float the idea hey do you want to go dumpster diving i think i only have one friend who would be in on it who would be into it and it's you brett you'd be like oh hell yeah Dude, I'm an experiences guy, man. You know. So, that. is this one of those things where, like, you go to the grocery store and you wait outside and you see what they throw away that night? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we yeah. we we didn't wait on them. They more just had the trash bags on the curb, and we kind of just <laughs> sifted through them. I uh, nice. yeah. I was privy to this information because I was on a call <clears throat> with Brett and his roommate on Saturday night or something, mm-hmm. and they were talking about this. I was disgusted, but. Um, <laughs> the funny thing was there, the, the, um, the impetus for the rationale behind it was that there's so much food waste in America that in order to combat this, they're going to eat some of the food that's being thrown out uh, to which I said, well, then now I'm going to go home and buy two chickens just to cancel out <laughs> what you guys did. <laughs> just so you're just dirty trash eaters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Well, fucking, I'm going to go, I'm going to eat <laughs> Even four harder. chickens from the trash. <laughs> Hilarious. No, it's a good thing to do, man. It saves money. There's free food to be had. Um, yeah. I was going to invite uh, someone I think would be really interested in doing this. I think Natasha, your wife, Christian, would really want to do something like this. No, oh, my God. I, she wouldn't even, she wouldn't even pick up your call. <laughs> she doesn't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if she knows the term dumpster dive, if that's in her vocabulary. No, no it's that's very far from her vocabulary. Um, but so there I, is like a staggering, yeah. like if you go to any like office Christmas party or something, which are extinct now, but uh, it the uh, exorbitant amount of waste is it's staggering. It's just so it really crazy. Is. It, it annoys me too, like how, how disconnected we are from food. Yeah. Like, it annoys me that people just buy chicken and then it expires and they go, all right, and throw it away. It's like the chicken died. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not one of those people who thinks that chickens are somehow these these immaculate species that we shouldn't eat. I think we should eat them. But I also think that it's fucked up to, like, raise them to be eaten and then be like, eh, forgot to cook it. Throw yeah. it in the garbage. Walk away from it. I'm like, dude, like, it, like when a chicken dies, it, like, gives you its life. To, for nourishment and it's like the food <laughs> pyramid or there's the food cycle the circle of life whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah and i just think it's like so di- like if you had to go kill that chicken and chop its head off and deep pluck it and like take all the fucking shit out of it and like yeah. hang it upside down and all there's no universe where you would you would let that go expired and then just throw it in the garbage you'd be like you would do whatever it took to make that sure and by the way, you would also use all the other parts of the chicken that you find are gross. If yeah. that's what you were dependent on, that's the thing. That's the difference between poor countries and rich countries, too. It's like we specifically only eat parts of the animal that we like. We're like, I like the ribeye, this very small section of the cow on his spine. I like that little bit. And then I like chicken, the breast. I like just the breast. It's like you like so just throw the rest of it away like everything else poor, is poor ew. countries use dude poor countries use everything they yeah. fucking dude they they eat, use, they eat the horse hoof 
Dude, they they use it for collagen. They, like, fucking soak it in water. They make, like, a stock out of it, and they fucking use it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. uh, I only want the part that's, like, right below the belly. Yeah. Like, no, 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 not too far. No, no, that's gross. That's gross. Okay, right there, right there, right there, right there. I only want toucan beak. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, one of my favorite things to eat, too, is, like, and people get so grossed out by it, but it's actually so good. Um, it's, it's, uh, cow tongue, uh, lengua. Like if you go to a real Mexican restaurant, an authentic place, they have beef tongue. They, it's called lengua and mm. like lengua tacos. Yeah. They're fu- phenomenal. They're so good. Like, cause if you're poor, you're like, I'm not throwing the fucking tongue away, dude. That's, that's a Meat. meal. <laughs> like, yeah. well, I, that's like, it relates a little bit to why I even hate like egg white omelet. I'm like, mm. you just want the pl- placenta and not yeah. the feed it like it's so just throw the yellow part away I, it is crazy it is uh it is truly we are so fortunate that we can decide like two-thirds of it isn't good enough for us yeah like if aliens came and they were like well we eat humans i mean i'm sorry it's just what we do and they killed like um, like they just killed a kid and just ate his hand. You'd be like, you're a fucking dick. <laughs> <You know what>? <laughs> <laughs> and they had a specific culinary term for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, it's like, mo- we eat. call it a moose bouche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we've been bearing the lead this whole time. Let's talk about the real fucking subject at hand. Brett's special is out today. That's right. Yes. That's right, y'all. It is on YouTube. Uh, Rabel. Wow, a rare early in the episode plug. Uh, well, I Brett mean, Rabel, it should be, it really should be Brett Rabel day today. This is a, you know, there's an election special. This is the Brett Raybould special special. It is. Brett, uh, Brett Spectacular. Brett Tacular. I'm pretty excited, guys. It's, uh, I actually did a viewing last night. Some of my like, good friends from college were like, let's do a viewing. So like 10 of us hopped on and it was actually like the first time in, I don't know, six months where I actually watched it with them. Yeah. And I was watching it and I was like. This is good. <laughs> you said that out loud to them. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, this is good, man." Yeah, I. No matter how it performs visibility-wise, you know how hard it is to get anyone to see anything. Yeah, I was like, "This will always be there, and it'll always have been not bad." Yeah, that's great. So, and the thing I love about YouTube is like, and especially the way you shot your special, it looks like fantastic. So if you just put it on YouTube and stream it through your like TV, it's like. Your special is as valid as like anything on Netflix. That's what I always think. Like if your shit is on a TV, it's like, what is the difference of it being on Netflix other than like the boom at the beginning? Their logo. Yeah. Yeah. It's our cameras. uh, One of my friends, I should even shout him out, named Connor Thompson. He actually worked for free on it. Mm. Uh, You know, tremendously nice of him. And he is very talented. He used like, we rented a couple nice cameras, but he used one of his personal, like crazy nice cameras. They're yeah. like, they're probably two notches below Netflix cameras. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But for what we were making, like, yeah, of course I wish I could have used the camera that cost $70,000. But like for putting it, the plan, how we're shooting it, I was like, it's good enough. It's not just like someone's holding up an iPhone that's shaky. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I got some, I can share a couple, a couple of war stories. I don't think people on the podcast have heard from it. Tales but from for, the tape. Real quick. Uh, uh, Brett, it's, it's called Brett Rabel retires from comedy. It's on YouTube. Yeah. So that's what you need to up. look for. If you look, yeah. If you look that up, it'll come up. Um, if you're wondering why I still, if I still do comedy, it is true. Uh, a month after the special, I had to unretire due to a severe miscalculation of my financial situation. So, uh, um, uh, <laughs> the album version, there's a great line, uh, Aaron from you lucky dog productions, uh, great label. Always shout mm-hmm. them out. We we did a, uh, so we were trying to think like, how can we turn what, Cause the special version, the I retire. And then I, you know, if you haven't seen it, I do this thing. We were like, how do we, do we do that? But in the album version. So we filmed a, we recorded audio wise, a mock press conference. And, uh, I was pretty proud of the term we came up with where I said, you know, I had to unretire because I miscalculated my finances and found myself in a really big fiscal pickle. <laughs> the term fiscal pickle i was like that shit like that that's that's why i love comedy fiscal um, pickle man good term absolutely um you know you know i almost got a call from lady gaga from trying to <laughs> figure this special out have i told right. you guys that story i don't think no. so Oh, um, yeah, I remember. So I, I remember the backdrop of this is you were just messaging uh, people to be involved with Brett on Buble, right? Yes. If you watch the special, you will, it will be revealed to you that I have a jazz album that I retired for called Brett on Buble, which is a cover album of Michael Buble song. In the course of recording that, my all I wanted to do was I, I was like trying to get one big celebrity feature. Now, one thing you guys know about me is I have big, wide eyes and always think maybe it's possible. So this is why I I even reached out to people as famous as Lady Gaga, Adele, John Mayer, (laughs) like not even just like, oh, they were famous in 2002, had a song. We're talking Lady Gaga was like coming off an Oscar. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. I'll share my project with her. Maybe she'll want to be involved. But I didn't just reach out under my Gmail. I created a fake uh, agent Gmail, um, a man by the name of Tim Haywood. Now, uh, Tim Haywood, that name has significance to me because it was the same fake agent email that a fr- friend of ours, Mike Schwenderman, would use when he would reach out to places to be booked. <laughs> uh, so I had the Tim Did Haywood Gmail. Uh, I think it did for Shvendi. Um, yeah. But uh, I would get responses. I, I would write and I would say, hey, it's Tim Haywood here. Um, uh, one of my clients is working on an upcoming Michael Buble related project. Um, <laughs> Which is not false. No, I never not lied. At all. I never lied. And, uh, you know, we're big fans of Lady Gaga. We'd love to have her on board for the Michael Buble related project. And I got an email back so funny. from that manager. And the manager was like, we're huge fans of Michael Buble. Lady Gaga is got a, currently has a really full slate of work. So she's going to be unable to participate. But why don't you give me Michael's number and I'll have her call him, uh, thanking him for asking to be part of it. Uh, I hope they made that call. <laughs> I said, that's great. You should have him have her call him at...
651-961-9639, which is my yeah. telephone number. <laughs> oh, man. Letting Odeer Nation know if you want to yeah. reach out to Brett Raybould, <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, and uh, I waited for a week with the most ex- – for a whole week, I was like, I got to get an unknown call. Where's that call? Where's that call? So I can just pick up, hello, hi, is Michael – Hey, lady. <laughs> but alas, she never called. She was too busy for even Buble himself. <laughs> she, that's so funny that you didn't get you didn't get uh, ignored because of you. You got ignored because Lady Gaga <laughs> was like, I don't need to call Michael Buble. <laughs> in what world? If Michael Buble can't get her, in what world can I? Like, <laughs> What do I have to offer? I don't know. It's pretty funny. Like, what? <laughs> do you think that the, the, the guy took one um, – look at the 913 area code and was like, that doesn't sound. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you looked it up and you're like, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Buble is from Kansas. No, I don't fucking believe it. He might have just cause it's like, you know, I'm sure with celebrities that famous, their cell phone is, they probably have like five phones to be honest. Yeah. And it wouldn't be smart to just have a Kansas city phone line because nobody would like, I don't know. I guess it would be the least, uh, uh, you know, obvious the number to yeah. have. Yeah. Why do you think I have it? I don't want people. To <laughs> well, I mean, now that you just gave your number on the podcast. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and watch this thing and I will from now on refer to it as this thing, uh, going That's forward. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited good. for you. I'm very proud. Uh, of you and for you, man. That's that's awesome. Thanks, guys. Or just Christian, actually. Wait, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We well, I'm, I'm. I watched seven and a half minutes of it this morning. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's all right. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, no, I, it's one of those things where I wanted to watch it in full. Um, I've seen all the material, obviously, yeah, that's but I, I want to. But I want to watch it in full because one, I think that it helps like the YouTube algorithm of like somebody watching all one hour of it. Yeah. But also, I'm actually super excited to see the last part because uh, the night of your taping was one of those scenarios where like I think I had shows in Philly. Yeah. Christian had a show in uh, like Jersey, and like we all under any other circumstances would have like been around to stop in at least yeah. just to, you know, but none of us could have been there. Right. You know, we couldn't go. So like. I know I've seen probably most of these material, but like I've I didn't get to see the show, and I definitely get, didn't get to see the end. And I'm not going to spoil it, but the end is amazing from what I've heard, and like I've heard the stories of like how he finished the show and what he did. Yeah. Uh, and I'm l- really, l- really looking uh, forward, and not just as a friend, but just like honestly, like because it's going to be fucking awesome to see <laughs> as just a fan of comedy too. Thanks, man. That Honestly, the ending is the thing I'm like in a weird way most proud of just because it's like I actually had someone on Reddit go like, I loved it all except the end. And I was like, <laughs> fuck off. You fucking idiot. That's the secret sauce, bitch. Like that's yeah. like the point of it all. I mean, like the it's it, the end is only good because I think it's previously underscored by actually good traditional stand comedy. But the end is, uh, I, I wanted to film something. A lot of people were like, why did you do the retirement announcement? Well, it's for the bit. And also, I wanted to do a show that had stakes, that had like felt a little urgent, that felt like it was only 
the special one, one thing I am proud of is we only had one chance to record it. And which is often the case, especially with like people like us who, you know, don't have fucking production yeah. budgets. Yeah, and if you're not aware, sometimes when a, a comedian films a special, they literally will do like two nights and or, like two, or, sh- or two yeah. shows. Yeah, back they'll do back. two two nights with two shows each night. So they'll have four shows, four hours to cut from to get like the best um the best responses, but also like the best, you know, whatever. So there, there's a lot to work with. So with us, with our limited budget, limited time, limited resources, Brett had to get it all right in one shot. Which is kind of more fun in a way because you're like, it just, it's like, well, this is it. This is all I'm capturing. And there are definitely bits where I'm like, damn, I could have like, you know what I mean? You know when you're like, oh, I've timed that better or like, mm, yeah, I've, I've delivered that more funny. Yeah. And there are like moments where you have that. Obviously, only you are aware of that. Like, it's not like anyone else has spent as much time with your act as you, other than maybe Jordan for me. Um, yeah. But, but uh, what, what's like, I've done this where like I will record a set of mine and then not want to put up the bit on like the internet because like I'm like, it did okay, but I've done, I've killed way harder with that bit. So I'm just not going to throw it up and I'll just wait for another opportunity to record it. And hopefully then that'll capture what that bit is capable of. And you just throw the whole thing away. Yeah. And that's like the part where it's like scary. Cause you just like, you want, when you're finally stand up is like incessantly. And Christian was the first one to put anything on wax of anyone on this call. But when you're stand up is like, you know, it is you're only ever constantly working on it. And it is weird to go like, this is the version, it's final. And you just hope, like, you're like, I hope this is the best performance of that bit that I've done right. in the time that I've done it. For the yeah. time I'm, yeah. you know, I guess like, quote unquote, memorializing it or whatever. Um, it's funny that you talk about that that show because that night that you recorded your special, I was doing a show in Jersey, and I'd already. No, I like thinking Christian was like on the Upper East Side. And the, show, <laughs> the show was at the Upper West Side, and he's like, "Dude, I can't, man." Uh, Cross town bus, no thanks. <laughs> but I was actually doing a show in Jersey. Uh, Aaron actually was there, um, and um, I just recorded the album, and I was really happy with it and everything, and we got it back, and it sounded good. But uh, so I did this show and it was the same material um, because I had to do like a long set. So I did the same material and it like it was just like a awesome, awesome show. And then I remember afterwards, Aaron and I were both kind of like, hmm. It would have been kind of nice to get this show because it was like way, <laughs> it was like way more people. So yeah. like each it's, one was good, but it was like this was just a louder crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Where the like the that and that's the thing I've heard other comics talk and that's what's scary about only having like one show is like yeah you're like you hope it's a great crowd because yeah. like there are there's amazing material that with like a fine crowd will still do good or great but yeah. like you know it's stand ups better when it's when it's a great crowd I fortunately the crowd was like super it was like a full crowd and they were super into it and they were like really fun so. But it would have like it would have sucked if I had had three cameras and all this shit and uh, you know the crowd is like yeah all right yeah that's the it's the tough part man but um, you know I'll tell you um, I don't know if there's anything else to share about it but hey 
Oh, Justin Guarini. Have I told you my Justin Guarini story? No, I don't even know who that is. So Justin Guarini, over the course of trying to record Bread and Buble, as I mentioned, one of the people I reached out to was a man named Justin Guarini, who oh, was... Um, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, dear, uh, Whitmer. Oh, dear. I don't know if you were planning to do that or if you were yeah. planning to do that. Okay. Um, for, the, for those podcast. listening only in audio, uh, Whitmer has been doing this podcast with his shirt off the entire time. And he Brooke just... Kreischer style. Yeah. And he just uh, gave us all a sneak peek. Yeah, I gave you guys a, a, a look at the rest of it. That absolutely <laughs> sounds like he flashed us his dick. He did yeah, not. Uh, that's true. No, no, it was worse. <laughs> is that your way, Wit? When you show us your belly, is that your way of being like, this story sucks? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I had that uh, <laughs> draw four card in my deck the whole time. <laughs> Could have just been using that. Just take my shirt off whenever anybody gets boring. Yeah. No, anyway, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. Anyway, so he, he got second on American Idol, and he's a great singer. And uh, I reached out to him on an app called Cameo. It's that one where people reach out to celebrities to do like, hey, we record a personalized video message. Here's 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I reached out, and I was like, hey, man, I don't need you to. Uh, there's no video message. I Here's the project, yada, yada, yada. He got back to me. Uh, a day later and he was like, Hey man, this is really funny. It just doesn't fit like the brand I have to go for right now. Um, I actually know Michael Buble personally and I'll send it to him once it's out. So, wow. So ping me when it's out. And then he goes, and, um, for the record, I don't think any artist should have to pay to pitch another artist money. So what's your Venmo? I want to give you your money back. And uh, I was like, wow, and sent him my Venmo. And within a day, Justin Guarini sent me 80 bucks back via Venmo. And I, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, I fucking love this guy. What a nice he's guy. He's going to share it? I, I don't know if he'll share it publicly, but I'm sure if I sent it to him, he would, uh, I think he would privately find it very funny. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to send it to him, though. I wanted to wait to send it to him when the special was out. Because I think that like gives some context for what the hell the other thing was. Right. So, yeah, I'll wait until the special's out. That's so funny. Uh, that's so funny. He's the uh, he's the guy on the Dr. Pepper commercials now, the Diet Dr. Pepper. It's a sweet one. Oh, I didn't know that was right, 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 right. I think when I asked him, he was probably filming those because those came out like a couple months later or something. Yeah. And, you know when you get a deal like that to be like a spokesperson for a national ad campaign, yeah, I can totally see why he doesn't want to remotely rock the boat on that. Cause they were probably paying more than old Brett Raybould. You should have offered him uh, stocks and Brett trade, which is the other thing for <laughs> dedicating this. I, um, uh, you should go to Brett trade.com uh, and check out Brett trade. It's um Brettrade.com. So there's a couple things here. It's a cryptocurrency slash uh stock uh option or whatever. And basically what they're purchasing uh is well Brett, you should be the, the one to explain it, right? Listen, Brettrade.com, I am now the world's first publicly traded comedian. So if you go to Brettrade.com, you can buy and sell shares of Brettcoin. Ask your parents permission to go to Brettrade.com. And uh, we started by doing an IBO, which is an initial Brett offering of 100,000 shares valued at 50 cents a share. 
giving me a market capitalization of $50,000, which let's be real, that's an absolute steal. It's a steal. I did not value myself with any sense of inflation. I think I, in fact, undervalued myself, which all this to say, that's why you should buy in now. Question, uh, if I bought money, like let's say I bought um, 100 shares, which would cost me- 50 bucks. 50, 50 bucks for yeah. 100 shares. What, what, like does my shares, does is it one of those, do I get a dividend? Yeah. So what do you get when you buy a Brett coin? That's a great question. Well, at Brett Trade, we're, we've instituted a policy of shareholders laugh free. So Whitmer, if I were performing in your town of Hicksville, Indiana, I would, uh, <laughs> if I were performing in your town, people would be allowed to come to the show for free who are valued shareholders. Got it. Uh, I will also be issuing an annual dividend if we have a good year. Uh, it's been a down year for stand-up comedy in general, but make no mistake, I value my shareholders. And thirdly, the main thing is this is an asset. This is an asset that's going to rise. I'm never going to stop doing comedy. If people think my career can only go up from here, this is the ground floor slash rock bottom. I will only rise from here. I'm not going to stop. So this is actually a sound investment. The price, it's, it's built into the technology that the price will rise and fall with market activity. So, you know, uh, if I bomb, you know, maybe this share price will tank. But I think for now, the share price is strong and it's going to go Now, up. forgive me for asking. I don't want to scare off any potential investors, but is this legal? <laughs> like is there it, it is legal uh it's as legal as any other uh, any other cryptocurrency right is as legal as any other cryptocurrency it's as it's as but le- there's it's a, as, this isn't this no. isn't just a cryptocurrency though this is also stock this is as legal as apple pie um here's why is because there are gifted op gifted options for what you get when you invest it's just like a patreon um uh, uh, but a very fun way of doing patreon you get to come to my, you know, I'm giving stuff when you invest. So it's, it's a give and take. It's not just, you're putting money on me. It's, um, Beautiful. It's, it's a great investment. I honestly, I don't know when you're looking to retire, but if it's within the next five years, I, you know, I'm giving you the opportunity to do that. Um, I would say with, for me, it's within the next five years. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me done before, Listen, you know, you and Sarah, I'm about to be 33. So before, if I could be all sealed up and done and living in Florida by 39, that's, that's about that's about right for me. That's right. And you can trust me because I, I know what it takes to retire. I've done it once. So, <laughs> You know what I love about every bread idea that happens? Every bread idea is followed by the phrase, this is a real thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, who would devote their time to wasting their time? <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm actually coming out with a stock for myself. Yes, I'm actually going to come out with a Buble record. Yes, I'm actually going to sell cum rags. <laughs> you ready for the next boondoggle? I only let people who are listening to the podcast, our hardcore fans, hear this stuff early. Uh, I've been working. I'm going to, my special, I'm very proud of it. My special will also be uh, the first, uh, I'm having it get dubbed over into Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be the first uh, dubbed Chinese stand up special in history. <laughs> 
So literally it dubbed. Uh, That's a huge market. <laughs> it's a big market. If you, I want my shareholders I mean, to be valued. I would, dude, that's one of the things you can brag about. Chinese expansion. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a you fucking know, huge country. Going to China and you're like, what? Invest now. Shit's about to blow up. Yeah, man. So we're, you know, things are exciting at Um <laughs> There's just a lot. There's a lot. I tell on the website, I want to make uh, the mailing list pop up and say, uh, become an insider, get the inside scoop before the rest of the market and like join the <laughs> mailing list. There's really so many fun things I want to do with it. Like I, you know, I want to have a board of directors mm-hmm. um, and I want to have like annual shareholders conference calls where I answer mm-hmm. questions from my shareholders. Um, you know, and if I got, kind of successful like again making it as real as possible is how you make it funnier that's why i want to have a board of directors that's why i want to have shareholders conference calls that's why i'm going to issue a dividend granted it might only be like one cent given earnings but you know if i ever earn a million dollars that might that might be like a hundred dollar dividend well there you go so yeah guys that's uh and I also have an OnlyFans, so uh, <laughs> that's like the fourth tier of this thing. The OnlyFans <laughs> account. Yeah, I have an OnlyFans. That's you know, when I was launching Brett Trade, I knew I needed to have more IP. You got to have more intellectual property. I knew I had a special. I knew I was going to make it Chinese. I knew you know I had the Brett Trade itself. I knew I had Comrags, but I. I felt like I was missing something, so I have an OnlyFans. It's the world's most wholesome OnlyFans. If you don't know what OnlyFans is, it's a website typically for, I think, like, XXX models, like porn stars, um, to post, like, nudes. You subscribe to their thing, and five bucks a month, and they'll send you their personal nudes. Not personal. They're sending it to, like, 100 people or thousands. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm doing that as well, but I'm not sending my nudes out. I'm sending my prudes. It's going to be very wholesome content. So just like me making cocoa or you know, <laughs> like me, me, like, you know what I mean? Me throwing a Frisbee with a couple of friends or yeah, just very warm, earnest stuff. No smut. <laughs> I love the idea of somebody paying me like, oh, I just want to watch him make cocoa. It is behind a paywall. It's behind a $5 paywall. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) What is it about? What is it about Coco? That's so wholesome. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Something about it. There's like the imagery, uh, like connotates like a turtleneck sweater and (laughs) like Christmas lights around you. Yeah. And it's like, you just like where it's the person with, I'm, I'm having a prop, but like the two hands around the coffee cup and then the, Uh yeah. (sighs) <sighs> you know what I mean? Like the sigh of having the warmth on both hands and then a little sip like. <sighs> it's so nice. So yeah. those are all my, those are all my boondoggles. Um, As yeah. a, a potential investor in bread trade, I don't call them boondoggles because it makes it sound like it's all fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I am a hell of a boondoggle is one of the best words. I think I am a hell of a boondoggler. I really, I've said it before. Saul Goodman is absolutely my spirit animal. I fucking <laughs> identify so much with this like 
whole, like kind-hearted but grifting mentality. It's mm-hmm. like <laughs> I buy that. Boondoggle. It just sounds like an old-fashioned term for like I don't know. I feel like like if you know like Ponzi, the guy who did the first Ponzi scheme, his name is actually Ponzi. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in the newspapers, it was like uh, you know Bill. Ponzi arrested for a boondoggle. <laughs> like it just—it just sounds like an old, fat, an antiquated term for a big fucking scam. I think this is, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this is gonna be like your Elon Musk when he's on Joe Rogan podcast. Like <laughs> this is the one that tanks the stock because <laughs> <laughs> consumer confidence went down. <laughs> consumer confidence <laughs> fell sharply after Brett. <laughs> Called it as a boondoggle. <laughs> I'm gonna start, uh, I'm gonna light up a joint on air of the Odeer podcast, <laughs> and the share price will drop precipitously. It's really funny because the dictionary definition for boondoggle there's two noun a work or activity that is wasteful or pointless but gives the appearance of having value. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All or, right. Yep, Take, yep. Or yeah, a verb. Not- or a verb to waste money or time on unnecessary yep. or questionable projects. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the perfect word. It's literally <laughs> the perfect Two word. Uh, it's literally the perfect word, isn't it? They're not schemes. Schemes is a little too, you know, it boondoggle. It's a, I'm a boondoggler. Yeah. But that's like what it. life is. I would be such a good rich person. It's fucking insane. I would be so good at being rich. Dude, I would just buy a billboard. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy a billboard outside of Christian's apartment and just put his face on it. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome, Chris? Like, not advertising anything, not even like yeah, advertising your album. Yeah. And people are like, is that for like a cologne? Or like, what is that? It's <laughs> nice. It's just fucking you. Would, like, you would fit in with like the jackass dudes in 2000, just like, <laughs> just bothering, like, Van Margera just bothering his dad at <laughs> 2 a.m. <laughs> Think about how good of a prank it would be for like Christian to come out of his apartment building every morning and then there's like a big billboard like visible from his apartment building and it just it just says like it has a little uh, dialogue bubble and it just says, hi, I'm Christian Duran and I pee to bed. <laughs> and then like everybody in the neighborhood sees him and you're like, oh, hey, are you the oh, do you do you pee to bed? <laughs> I think I should make Christian. That'd be a great prank. I th- I like I think I should make it one of the Christian's face, but make it one of those like, you know, destigmatizing AIDS like public ads. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with herpes. Dealing with herpes. Yeah. Um, you make it more hated though, like like make it like an ad for essential oils. Mm. Like I cured my AIDS with <laughs> lavender oil, and you'd be like, what? <laughs> You know, it would really fuck me over if you just did it. Like, it's just my picture. He's like, hi, my name's Christian. Let's talk. If you see me, let's talk. (laughs) Just say hi. I love talking to strangers. Oh, my God. That would be perfect. I think I would do one, you know, uh, I think I would do Whitmer's face. I do. Yeah, I would do Whitmer's billboard on, you know, when you're in a highway and wherever the fuck. And there's a lot of like, just. Someone bought a pro Jesus billboard that like they yeah. just spent their hard earned money. I would buy a Whitmer. I'd have his face and I would have it say like abortion is murder or something like that. 
Hold on, let me scratch that one off the list. Uh, <laughs> we had something with the other ones. I thought you could do like you I could, could put better. us on the side of a highway, like big ribs or big Ooh. big ribs, ribs and wings, exit thirty eight, and like it just doesn't exist, but it's my <laughs> face. It's just Whitmer's face with Hi, my name's Jonathan. <laughs> <You're> like, ah! <laughs> oh boy. Oh, shit, man. But speaking of we're um well, I don't know if we should if so for Thanksgiving, I was gonna say you guys have any plans, but I don't know if we should publicly say because uh apparently it's not good to travel on Thanksgiving and if you travel on Thanksgiving you're just a spreader. Well, you're just you know, a virus spreading son of a bitch. I got a couple um, I got a couple mega church uh, sermons that I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, three or four EDM concerts I gotta yeah. up. And then we'll get a buffet <laughs> going. Yeah. Out. And then what? And then we got a buffet after <laughs> yeah. buffet. Yeah, huge. Yeah. We don't uh, have sneeze guards either at the buffet, so we uh no, we're not doing anything. We're just staying inside. I did take a COVID test on uh earlier this weekend, yeah. which is oh, like yeah. yeah, it was five hour line for a ten oh, boy. like test at all. Where and was the where was it? It was like at a city MD here in the city. I got back. I did a show in Virginia, safe, socially distanced show, everything yeah, yeah. above board and stuff. But I did that and then I came back. And um, so I waited in this line to get a test and I did. Dude, it was a five hour long line. It's just insane. Finally get in there. And it's funny that like the doctors were like, so uh, why are you getting a test today? I was like, well, you know, I just came back from Virginia and I don't want to infect my wife or whatever. And um, he goes or she goes, um, have you been in contact with anybody with COVID? And I was like, uh, no, not that I know of. And like, have you been around a lot of people? I'm like, no, not that I know. Of. She, her attitude was kind of like, then why are you here? Like, <laughs> like, it almost made me seem like, oh, I guess it's not as easy to get it. <laughs> As I've done it a few times. I never had to wait like that. That's crazy. Well, well uh, it's also sorry. Uh, I just equated it to well, people are traveling this weekend, yeah. so everybody's yeah. Just yeah. tested in order to travel. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. Everyone's yeah, everyone wants to go. All right, here's what people are doing. They're going. All right, I want to see my family, and then they see the line, and they're like, Yeah, I'll risk their health. <laughs> it is funny because they told us the line was going to take four to five hours and then a bunch of people just left so oh man so they were like fuck it i'll just have it or they were like and these if you're in line you probably suspect that you may have it you know what i mean yeah 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 they all just went fuck it i'll just give it to somebody yeah i'll just That's kill my crazy, grandparents man. or i just won't go to tennessee this week yeah yeah, it's nuts that people are like, "Don't go to see your family. Don't do it." Yeah, it's yeah. crazy that like they think that they can. I don't know. Like, I don't want to get into like. I understand. There's like, I think there's a big difference between uh, people who just don't give a fuck about COVID, don't wear masks, don't in any capacity at all, and and then like there's people who I would say like myself who wear masks when I go out, take it seriously, avoid crowds, socially distance, everything I can do. And yeah. then it's like, I feel like I've earned the fucking right to go see my family on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy that, like, that's like the rule. Like, oh, don't do it. As if, if you travel, co- co- as if COVID is some sort of boogeyman that goes, oh, he's getting in the car. Now I'm going to go get him. Like, no, like you, like 
you in order for you to get COVID, you have to be around someone who has COVID and breathe in the COVID particles. They don't magically appear when more than six people get into a room or so. You know what I mean? It's not the way it works. Uh, but you know, and now that I say that I'm probably going to get COVID and it'll be like the thing that everybody listens to to be like, ah, what a jackass. But I don't know. It's like, if you're, if you're safe and, and you know, you're, you know, you've been doing this the whole time, the thing that they've been telling you to do. And then they're like, don't go see your family on Thanksgiving. It seems like just a dick move. It's like, fuck you. This is the worst year ever. Like the holidays are awesome and I'm going to go see my fucking family. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. you know my grandma fucking annoys me. So uh, <laughs> this is one that that is going to be a joke where they're like, "Don't you hate your family? Well, then kill them biologically." Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're absolutely right. It's actually something that my sister, uh, uh, who uh, is a infectious disease doctor, has articulated that. Everything is, and th- this is many months ago, so I actually haven't talked to her about Thanksgiving. Um, but many months ago, you know, I think like sometimes COVID discussion is centered around as if there is no other competing interests or like extenuating circumstances. And like hypothetically, we could get rid of COVID if no one moved for two months, like literally yeah. don't, but that's not. Yeah, how it is and everything's a matter of risks rewards uh, you know if you've been very safe i kind of mostly just been in my apartment and maybe gone to the store i went to a popeyes got some chicken like i you know my risk is very low and the re- reward is i get to see my family i don't know I, you know i think it's there like don't be an idiot but risk rewards like Low risk, high reward. Yeah, I mean, everything is a calculated risk in a pandemic, but it's the same. It's like you said, like, you can just say, okay, we're going in lockdown. No one's allowed to leave their apartment for two straight months, and then we're all just going to sit inside for two months straight. And yep. it's like, would, would that work? Yeah, it would work. But that it's like, it's like saying, it's like the, we live in a country with freedoms and stuff. It's like, you know, if you wanted uh, there to be no more gun violence, you could say the same thing. All right, guys, no more gun violence. So we're going to lock everybody inside for the next six months so no one can shoot each other. It's like, okay, that would work. But, like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's crazy that we're, we're going through some of these things. I don't know. It's like the last thing you want to do is be on the side of the people who are, like, right, uh, yeah. you know, denying this shit because they're, they're the ones who are the worst. And that's the reason why this is all happening anyway and why – if everybody was taking it seriously, we wouldn't be in a situation where there wouldn't be like, Hey, just don't travel on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, but we have right. too many people who just think this is a political issue and think that it's not real and think that, you know, all these other things, no, just people who stupid. think the medical community <clears throat> is actively in the fuck Trump. Let's take only yeah. Trump down <laughs> campaign. That's why we, that's why we held off on the vaccine is because fuck Trump. Yeah, forget that we've devoted our lives to the practice of medicine and trying to save people's lives. We hate him more than anything. We need a doctor with like a camo lab coat. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 To tell everybody. Dr. Earl. Dr. Earl. Shit. And and it has like an insignia on it that says like, I don't give a fuck about liberal tears or something like that. 
That's hilarious, dude. Holding yeah, a gun. It, <laughs> I really do. It's it just sucks, man. It sucks because um people th- like like it just goes back to like I've said this before, maybe on this podcast, maybe just to you guys, I don't remember, but like I would love to be able to be a Republican. Like I love the idea of small government, like where government doesn't intervene in our lives and you know, we keep more of our money because we don't need to pay, you know, as much taxes. But it's proven time and time again that we need government intervention because humans do the worst shit when unsupervised. Yeah. And like I love the idea of, hey, you know, the CDC is just going to give you the guidelines and then you go through the guidelines uh, responsibly uh, and knowing, you know, you know, all the risks and all the factors and how to be smart. And then you can make all of your decisions based off of that and just be smart. But people don't do it. They don't fucking do it. People just want to do what they want to do and they don't want any fucking anybody getting in their way. So since we live in times like this, it's like, you know, what do you expect? You know, it's uh, it's where we are. Yeah, man. With that said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> just having a rave. <laughs> having rave. a rave. <laughs> no, we actually got a couple of invites to do stuff, but it's like, nah, let's just, let's just chill. Let's just not. Let's just be as safe as possible and just hang out here. I'll uh, I'll make something. It's not gonna be as good as Whitmer's. Whatever he's making. <laughs> what are know. are you making? Anything Whitmer? That's a good yeah, question. Or, Whitmer, are you going to the gathering of the Juggalos or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Who do you think makes the turkey for those things? <laughs> <laughs> I love Whitmer fucking cooking and catering the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> Just giving a, a clown <laughs> face painted on. <laughs> I like. I'm picturing you shirtless with the apron on, though. Yeah, like, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I love. I I'm making. I'm making it two turkeys and a brisket. <laughs> Not that that is going to uh, let you know how big the gathering is we're having. I wish um, that wait, you should do like one cooking show just as with Juggalo face paint, but don't like ever comment <laughs> on it. Just, <laughs> just play everything straight except for the Juggalo face paint. Yeah. It's like, all right, just, we're going to make veal marsala today. <laughs> make it. Just make it. Just, just really, uh, you have a, you have a, uh, a, a, somehow you have a denim Jankos fucking yeah. uh, apron on. <laughs> oh, that would make me so happy. <laughs> well, you can't like wink at the camera or anything. You gotta, yeah, you just go like, hi, I'm Nick Whitmer. I'm making veal marsala today. So first what you want to do is, <laughs> and, just and, and then just like, have that episode randomly and then all the other ones are just not bad. Never. It's like it didn't feel like he was going through anything because he was totally <laughs> normal. It's not a Halloween episode either. No, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's, no, it's in fucking March. <laughs> it's, in, it's in a holidayless month. Please oh, do it, Wit. So I'll pay for uh, a makeup artist. I'll give you some, I'll give you some Brett coin to do it. Can you think that juggalos have makeup artists? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. But anyway, we're, we're, are you cooking anything? Yeah, I'm gonna make a turkey. Um, gonna. I would. I was gonna ask you guys overrated, underrated Thanksgiving dishes. 
Turkey like, number one. And that's Turkey. the most overrated, right? Turkey. Turkey's number one because it's so Turkey dry. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think turkey is overrated because everybody makes such a big deal out of it and it mostly kind of sucks if you're not doing it right. And then if you make it really, really well, it's good, but you still need gravy and <laughs> everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I've come to like turkey. It's it's tough to, to do it right, but um, I think turkey is definitely the overrated. I'd say for the underrated, I think green bean casserole is like essential. You kind of need green bean casserole on your plate. Like without that, it's it it's just you're just missing something. What do you guys a, think? That's a great. That's the Sean Marion. That's like an unsung hero. Yeah. Of the lineup that like and the other one is man. cranberry sauce. You need mm. cranberry sauce too. Just that little sweetness and that whole mess of savoriness. I, I think those are the two. Yeah. I would say uh, the underrated for me is stuffing because the, not a uh, lot of people like it. And like, really? saying, I feel like I it's, fucking love stuffing. I love it too, but I know more than enough people. I've been to a, a few Thanksgivings with no stuffing, and it's kind of like, ah, what are we doing? What? What are they doing? That's like the only time of year you would eat it. Yeah. And you don't, by the way, ever stuff a turkey with stuffing. It's stupid. Because mm. I think that's the mistake people make. Because here's the thing if you want the stuffing in the interior and the cavity of the turkey to finish cooking, you have to overcook the rest of the turkey to get mm. the interior hot enough to. So it's just fucking dumb. <laughs> and now Brett's showing his chest. <laughs> um, so never stuff, never stuff it with stuffing. Just make stuffing separately and just use like the turkey juices in the stuffing. It'll be delicious. Because you can cook it better outside of it, right? Yeah, and it's also yeah. Because again, it's not worth it to make good stuffing inside of a turkey because the cost of that is you overcook the rest of your turkey. Mm. Yeah. Because by the time the internal temperature is safe for you to eat, like post one sixty five. Like all of the exterior meats around it are overcooked by a good 25 degrees. So your white meat is sawdust and then your red meat or dark meat is not as juicy as it could be. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't have as good of meditations on Thanksgiving as you guys do. Uh, I think, you know, I, it, the goal is to just mix everything. You really could just put it in a bowl and stir, right? <laughs> yeah just get a kfc bowl those remember yeah. those old things of patent that's kind of that's kind of what thanksgiving is it's a giant kfc bowl because you take your plate <laughs> you put your mashed potatoes you put your turkey you put your stuffing you put yeah. your green bean casserole your little cranberries and then gravy over everything you're just putting it into one big mess you should just put it in one of those salad bags and just give it a shake <laughs> 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 and that's a fucking that's thanksgiving one of my favorite yeah. memories is I was working at uh, I was working at a restaurant. There was a girl uh, who was uh, immigrated from Poland, mm. and uh, she didn't understand why we were celebrating Thanksgiving. So I was telling her the story. I was like, I was being like facetious, like comedically facetious when I was just like, yeah. So um, there was a, a bunch of Native Americans here, and then some pilgrims came, and they didn't really know how to, you know, uh, farm the land or like make food for themselves so the indians showed them and uh they had a big dinner together and then all the pilgrims killed the <laughs> native americans and she goes right after <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> they fucking chief just finished chewing the turkey and then he got beheaded immediately yeah. but that is fucked up you're like here here's how to do everything thanks so much you're dead here's a blanket <laughs> like it fucking sucks yeah, smallpox blankets are like fucking most evil shit. What is so, the smallpox? It's like the what's the smallpox blanket again? So I don't know um, specifically what 
group of colonists use it specifically against one group of Native Americans or if all of them did it. But theoretically, the does like all of the colonists came to um, America before it was America uh, and they brought with them disease. And before that, there was no disease here. Like Native Americans didn't have any of the, the disease because they didn't have the overpopulations and all mm. the things that caused disease. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So it spread to the Native Americans, obviously, but smallpox was like huge back then. It was like mm-hmm. the number one killer. And apparently, like after someone died of smallpox, like the blanket that they laid in, they would just fold up and then go give it to the Native Americans as a gift. In order, and, but in, in order to kill them all, yeah, in order to spread so it. So they on did, even they had they had awareness that like yeah, this is gonna kill them. Yeah. yeah, so basically they're like, oh, here's a blanket. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so nice. And then they, like, take it home and put it under kids under it. And then all of them get smallpox. That's, like, yeah. more evil than just chopping off someone's head. Oh, yeah. it is. It's way more evil. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think when you learn about the that kind of history of the country, you that's probably where conspiracy theory stuff comes from. Because you go, like, well, if they did that then, they had that <laughs> level of callousness then, then, like, imagine what they can do now with, better resources (laughs) well that like that type of history you know the side of american history where where it's not a disney channel original movie yeah uh is like there's like a portion of either america or even just like where that it sounds or seems conspiratorial because it's not the mainstream way we're taught and yeah it's just annoying because you're just like can we just teach like nuance and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. people were messed up. Here's the messed up things they did. Uh, by the way, it was pretty cool that we took down the British, but like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> like that was kind of cool. Like that was pretty raw. Mostly it was rich people though. Let's be honest. It was mostly yeah. rich people who didn't want to pay taxes, but anyway, but, but instead it's just like, they just frame it like, I don't know. They just frame it like it's just like only happy endings ever occurred when, you yeah. know, when we came to America. Well, history's written by the winners. And That's, with that said, the winner this week is Brett Raybould. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his new special, <laughs> Brett Raybould Quits Comedy. <laughs> Check that Quits. out on YouTube. Retires, bro. Retires, excuse me. Oh Gotta my get the God. branding right. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. It's retires just has more panache to it. It does. He got his walking papers. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely check that out for real. Yeah. Drop yeah. a line in the comments if you enjoyed it because I'm trying to beat the algorithm up. So mm-hmm. uh, drop a line. Yeah. The comments, likes, all those things help. So please do that. Check out Brett Raybould. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash Nick Whitmer. I am posting cooking videos. I have uh, two new episodes up. One of them is being edited right now. It should be up later this week. Uh, and find me on TikTok and all those other things. You'll just, you'll just search Nick Whitmer and you'll find it. And uh, Instagram and blah, 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 doesn't matter. And Christian Durant Comedy, uh, for all things Christian Durant SVP related, uh, ChristianDurantComedy.com, at Christian Durant SVP on Instagram. No H when you spell Christian. I had some people look for me and they could not find me. It's Christian without the H. That's annoying, but fuck you. Um <laughs> Yeah, hey, I think man, that's it. It's like real quick. It's like Anderson Pock, that great musical. Yeah, artist. yeah. <laughs> if you're looking he has for a, him, you're like, he has a period in the. It's Anderson space period P A K, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, an interview asked him one time, and you can say this in the future when you're like no H. He's there, like, why do what? What's up with the period? And he said, because for many years, 
no one was putting it in. So now I'm going to make you put it in. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that fucking awesome? What a cool guy. There you go. So say something dope like that, Chrissy. Yeah. Work on it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. Get COVID, wear masks, be smart, and uh, everybody eat a lot of food and uh, Mm -hmm. watch football and, you know, all the things that we're supposed to do in this goddamn country. Uh, So we'll be back next week. Um, Brett, and we'll have a new special out. No, <laughs> we'll have another one. I got another three one. coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did like the whole Chappelle thing. He had three yeah. specials ready to go now. Um, and then uh, just find us all on the internets and all that shit. Anyway, see you later guys. Have a good holiday. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.